This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Welcome to the program, Luke. I should probably mention that Luke Gooley is with us. He's the operations manager at Montelto and Tux in the marvellous Mornington Peninsula. Your first time on radio, Luke. Thank you for coming in and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So Mornington Peninsula gets very busy this time of the year. It does. So let's talk about the Melbourne tourist who goes down there. (laughs) Who who, Who do you see the most and how is that changing? Oh, we see we see everybody. Sort yeah. of um, everybody takes his time to to get down there, I suppose. And uh, you know, we have holiday makers from the suburbs, from uh, Franger, you know, Franger, <laughs> in- internationals, the whole the whole lot. Yeah. yeah. It's really amazing. I was in Tasmania recently and I just couldn't believe the incredible amount of different nationalities, people from all over the world, just you know, doing a hike and hearing all the incredible different accents. Has um, you see a lot of that because you would have a lot of tourists from Southeast Asia and things like that that come to the Mornington Peninsula as well. Yeah, so obviously um, we see more and more Chinese visitors, mm. um, which is great. So we're sort of learning how to, um, you know, understand what what they want and what they sort of need and um, how to, you know, best uh, access, you know, ways to sort of communicate those sort of things with them, um, and yeah. They want to see nature and they want to see wildlife and they probably want to experience the beautiful wines because, you know, there's an increased um, uh, uh, appetite for Australian wines within the Chinese market. I mean, tell us a little bit about Montalto, the winery and, and the history of the venue. Yeah, so it's um, the, the venue is about 20, 20 years old. Um, started just with a winery and then sort of... Uh, there was an evolution, I suppose, and started with a, a cellar door and a restaurant somewhere to sell the wine. And, uh, you know, there was uh, a need for somewhere for people that were waiting for a table or for, mm. um, you know, waiting to get some wine to have a coffee or whatever. So that's where the, the piazza began. And uh, then, you know, that was that became so busy in itself and, you know, they wanted something to eat. And so... Uh, we, you know, put in a, a kitchen, and that was um, sort of gained more and more popularity, I suppose. And now, you know, the piazza is is a is a huge part of what we do. So there's, you know, the, the piazza is a the more casual sort of diner, and uh, you know, you can sort of uh, sit amongst the the vegetable gardens, and then you've got a more formal uh, restaurant, so the, the dining room. So you've got a couple of dining options. You have four acres of gardens, we heard before. Four, <laughs> four acres yeah. of vegetable That's gardens. Kind of farming. <laughs> four, four, four acres of, of produce gardens. That's um, amazing. Yeah, so the, the whole, the, the total side, including Tux and Montalto, is about 75 acres, but four acres of produce gardens that sort of uh, steer the direction of what we do in terms of food for the piazza and for the restaurant. That sounds... So there's a lot there. Yeah. There's a lot happening, yeah. So... Describe the nature of the kitchen. What's the ethos in the kitchen? Um, so in the, in the restaurant, uh, which is, I suppose, our more formal dining room, uh, it's the, the idea is that it's our, our produce cooked over fire. We, we underwent a, a renovation and a bit of a um, re 
start, I suppose, the last fire last is year. Hot right now. Yeah, so we have a, a, a uh, <laughs> right now. Yeah. cooking with Thank fire you, is hot right yeah. now. <laughs> we um, we have an, a, an asado uh, wood fired grill, so it's it's our produce cooked over fire, and it's um it's certainly produce centred, and uh, it's. It's our produce first and foremost, um, you know, because um, anything that we grow is just superior in quality. And it's um, sort of puts well, it's us. Um, <laughs> it's it's local, yeah, but it's um, it's it's quality and, yeah. and quality produce is sort of hard to find. So, um, and then along with that, we have you know sustainably sourced seafood and you know responsible cuts of meat as well. But, is that um, all local as well uh, the, around the peninsula? Where area? possible, it's, yeah. it's really hard actually to get local seafood. So we do our best. Yeah, but that's you know, pretty crazy, isn't it? I know it's ridiculous. Why? You know, you sort of uh, well, you can't you can't fish in the bay, and, it, and it's. Um, uh, there's not a lot around, so down near Lakes Entrance is where we sort of right. get bits and pieces uh, when available. But um, you know, so you can—they've uh, stopped commercial fishing in Port Phillip Bay. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm. they did actually. It was maybe two years ago. Yes. You can fish, uh, you know, like line. You can just go in there as I a. I go to Albert fi- Park Lake and do that for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see people fish there all the time. I, know. I drive around Albert Park Lake and I'm I like, trot around I'm, there. I want to go up to them and say, so, hey, what, "What are you going to do with what that are you catch? fish corpse?" Yeah, that's forty percent. Chemical well, I think fish corpses is a bad thing to be talking about right now. I know. Yeah, Political. so let's, let's just move on from that. Our, um, fish corpse. <laughs> Appar- fish apparently, corpses. though, our, our uh, general manager or uh, director of wine actually uh, went fishing off the Flinders Pier and he, um, he caught some yellowfin tuna. A what? I know, yeah. Beautiful. Just, yeah, I, know, I mean, the so. fact is we have beautiful fish in our bay mm. and um, I do think that some commercial fishing should be allowed because it's a healthy bay yeah. and mm. no one was ever taking out, like, mass quantities. Well, as long as the fish stocks are right for breeding and f- mm. for their own. But uh, needless to say, so local fish is a mm. little bit tricky. I remember the first time I had flathead, I was at the Foster Pub and I'd been overseas, living overseas for a really long time, and I went to the Foster pub down near um, um, the... Foster? Foster. <laughs> and uh, uh, we asked, what was, the, what was the local, what was the fresh fish? What was mm. not frozen? What was the fresh fish? And the only fish, they had a lot of fish on the menu, and the only one that wasn't frozen was the... Um, flathead. Flathead. Uh, but, of course, now flathead is so phenomenally... Um, uh, popular. Mm. Popular. Yep. It's delicious, too. It is delicious, mm. yeah. Um, there's also the... Uh, the muscle man down at Flinders. It's uh, right. a, a little fella. Yeah, he's down there just selling bags of mussels and you can roll up and, and oh. get those. But otherwise, there's not a lot, no. Well, we only have, I think, three operating fish co-ops in Victoria. We mm. have Apollo Bay. We have the one at um, Phillip Island. San Remo, isn't that? That's an operating... And then there's another one, which I can't quite remember where it is. You're listening to a Joycast from GLD, TIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. Fiona uh, is paddling today. I'm here with Stefan. I'm Mark. And the escape hour, Mrs. Russ. We're assuming oh, yeah, he's missing. Russ. Yeah. What good are you doing Rusty. today? <laughs> good to Russ. We have a message in. Oh, a good. delightful message. Dear escape hour and Joy's wonderful panellist. Oh, yay. I'm getting cred. The two old poofs were dancing in front of the other oldies at the oldies home doing drag to uh, LA to New York. <laughs> Bonjour. Comment ça va votre ami de France? Oh. Lots of love. The two old poofs. Thanks to old poops. And I think that love French was from you. targeted to you, Oh, Stephane. was it? Well, probably. Our in-house francophone. <laughs> <laughs> francophone. 
Well, we're here with Luke Gooley, who's the operations manager at Montalto and Tux in the Mornington Peninsula. We are hearing all about the venue of Montalto, very well established. And now we're going to hear about Tux, which uh, you guys have just taken over, I believe. Yes, we took it over um, last year. I keep saying last year, but year before last, last year, what year are we in? Um, yes, who knows? Yes. <laughs> I'm still writing 18. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so Tux Ridge was an established winery for quite a long time and uh, is, is uh, literally next door to Montelto. Um, and uh, we, we took over in uh, the end of 20. 17 and mm. um, underwent a quick renovation and uh, operated as a sort of a pop-up for a little while and just to uh, really get the doors open and um, try a few things out and um, you know operating as something different to Montelto you know we, we didn't want to do uh, the same thing again we wanted to do something quite different and um, and uh, so that's what we've done so it's mm. uh, it's a really um it's it's got a, a beautiful view. It's 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 got an even better view than Montelto, which oh, is no kidding. Yeah, okay. and it's That's actually a good advertisement. <laughs> yeah, and you can see uh, Montelto Sculpture Park, um, you know, crystal clear. Whereas you've got a bit of an obstructed view, crazily enough, at Montelto. But it's um, so you've got that happening, and uh, yeah, a really um, approachable, fun sort of vibe for a younger demographic, I suppose. Um, we say sort of 25 to 35, but anybody that's interested in having a fun wine experience, I suppose. Is that welcome. sounds like yeah. me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wine yeah. is fun on its own. It's, supposed, it's supposed really to be fun. fun on its own. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's a serious thing, though. Drinking wine in your jocks on some the people. couch is fun, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Best enjoyed With the in cat. your jocks on the couch, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we were talking about trends in wine, and this is an interesting thing, because wine mm. does evolve. The palates it, change as you does. get older. Chardonnay was the darling of the... Was the 90s and then it went really out of fashion and now it's raging back. What are you mm. finding with the vineyards around the Mornington Peninsula from a trend-wise and how are you, you approaching how palettes change? Um, well, Chardonnay and Pinot is what we do really well down mm. there, I suppose. So uh, in terms of Chardonnay, you, you don't see those huge over-oaked uh, yellow Styles of they look like urine samples. They really do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, <laughs> especially if you hold on to them for a few years. Fancy urine yeah. samples. I just thought of that quite yeah. the same way. Don't um, kink shame me, Fiona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so they're certainly more modern styles, you know. So they don't, they don't, they take a lot more care with their winemaking technique. Um, rosé is huge. Yes. Um, oh my god, we can't make enough rosé, really. Um, so we're making a sparkling rosé now as well. Oh, Ooh, nice. Yeah. Pink is huge. Pink's Pink's huge. Is huge. It's huge. It's big in gin. It's big in rosé. I mean, I wonder why. I wonder- yeah. Mm. Fashion. What are your Pe- I mean, people Alamont? people see pink drinks going through the restaurants, and you know they w- they want them because they're fun. Just, that's they're fun. That's right. Right. So it's very occurrent at the moment. Mm. Neither yeah. of your wineries produce um, orange wine, though. Is that correct? No. Okay. Um, and I don't think that we would. I don't think our winemaker is that way inclined. He's <laughs> he's um, you know. Uh, Orange wines and those sort of natural wines that see a little bit of oxidation um, mm. probably goes against everything that our uh, winemaker is, is interested in. He makes um, amazing wines. Um, he's, um, you know, seriously meticulous in his approach mm. and um, he uh, it's actually a real joy to be able to serve his wines in, in the restaurant mm. because they are so good. And, you know, obviously being a winery restaurant, we 
the focus is our own own wines, mm. as um, as it is with our you know competitors down there. And it's um, so. What happens it's when someone asks for a Bundy and Coke? <laughs> we don't have any Bundy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you're really focusing on your own wines, and do you, do you take people through the story of um, the, the sort of gradation of the uh, the vintages, or how how do you how do you welcome people into the world of your wine? We do. So in the uh, so the Montelto restaurant, for example, we have. Um, a full list of, of all of our wines, including uh, museum stocks, so back vintage wines. Um, so some wines we might have, you know, four vintages, maybe five of those on the list that we can talk about. And, you know, we, we make something like how many? Four, six, about seven Pinots, really. Seven um, Pinots? Each year, yeah. Wow, I'm but, a So Pinot. just, just okay. for Montelto. I'm a fan. So, you know, we can start talking to people and so find out what style they like. And Yeah, what, why seven? How... How do you how do you arise at that? So there's um, so we have, you're gone. <laughs> Sorry, right. no. Let the yeah. man answer. <laughs> have, you, have you finished your question? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so we have uh, four uh, premium growing sites across the peninsula. So um, being uh, Red Hill, our home site where mm-hmm. the where the the estate is, uh, Merricks. Um, oh, yeah. which is sort of more towards the western port. Uh, Turong, which is on your way back to Melbourne um, and is our warmest growing site, and also Main Ridge. And they all vary in, in climate um, and, uh, you know, other, other, other factors that sort of influence the, um, the fruit, which makes a completely different wine. So we... Um, so I'm talking about uh, single vineyard wines, really, which are our premium wines. And uh, so depending on, you know, what sort of Pinot you're into, we've... We've got a wine for you, and they're completely different when you look at them side by side. Yeah, because with Pinot, it apparently, is the one grape that has the greatest propensity to show, to illustrate through taste the terra, like with the soil and the all of those growing conditions. Yeah, that's Did I right. say terra correctly? I never remember. Terra, I don't know. Terra. Last of the French. French. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It sounded so much better. Terra. 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 I'm going to get a little W in there. Yeah. And I mean, the, the Monish Peninsula is, is hard to understand in a way because it's, um, there are so many different um, sort of the climates, as I just mentioned, the, the, temp, the difference in temperature. Um, you know, you've got two different cooling influences of Western Port, but also the bay, mm. um, different soils. Um, so, you know, you've got How does loam. the soil differ? So uh, we've got clay soils, you've got grey loam, um, right. et cetera, et cetera. You'd have to start asking our wine team for more <laughs> serious <Sorry>. detail on that. <laughs> but, but, it, but it does, um, my, my knowledge starts to run out. But, um, you know, so all of these factors produce different fruit, which produce different, different wine. Mm. Yeah. So. Mm. Well, I would just love the idea of all of those different flavours and, and mm. relish the opportunity to visit the Cellador and have some taste tests there. Yes. Um, and then, of course, there's something for every occasion. And one of the different occasions that you have down there um, uh, on the, on the, uh, the, uh, at the vineyard is, of course, picnics. Yes, yep. So we have uh, 10 or 11 picnic sites. Uh, oh. 11 actually 11 it's definitely 11 um, and the idea is that um, they you turn up you book a picnic you have to book them and you arrive to the cellar door and do a wine tasting and you choose which wine you'd like to have with your lunch we uh, provide you with a map and give you directions down to your site. So, you know, remembering that there's 75 acres to find these perfect little <laughs> pic- picnic sites. Um, it's important you are equipped with a map. Yeah. And you arrive to a cute little spot with a linen 
half-dressed table and... Uh, ah. yeah. Oh, that and sounds like heaven. It is. It's a fancy schmancy picnic. It's a little bit fancy. Um, and the food is sitting there in a fancy esky and uh, the site's yours for the day. So, so what, kind, what kind of food is there in this? Um, so a little um, charcuterie plate. Uh, mm. There's some cold cuts um, for for your more substantial lunch, like uh, and some salads, some cheese, cheese plate for after, and dessert. Mm. Yeah. Well, with that mouth watering mm. thought, <laughs> yeah. we are going to take a quick break, and I'll be back to talk more about the Mornington Peninsula. I was at work. I was riding my horse. I was microwaving a watermelon. My iguanas escaped. There are lots of reasons why you may have missed your favourite show, but don't worry, because our podcast team has you covered. They'll work through rain, hail and national glitter shortages to bring you the best bits of every show. Visit joy.org.au and click on the podcast tab or head to the iTunes Australia podcast store and subscribe to your favourite shows for free. Thanks to our podcasters, you'll never feel guilty about missing a show again. Joy. So our guest, of course, is Luke Gooley, who is the operations manager at Montalto and Tuck. Hello. He's back. (laughs) I'm back. Um, And uh, we were talking about picnics. Um, One of the things about the Mornington Peninsula, of course, is there's so much to see and do. It's a little overwhelming. Usually I make a venture down there for an afternoon or a day and I usually can fit in two wineries and a cup of coffee at the end and then I sort of get, like, fatigued by just thinking of the choices of all the different things I could go and see. Luke, what do you love to do when you're not at work? Uh, There has been, you know, so much development down there in the last couple of years you know since i arrived at montelto in the end of 2015 um there's been a hive of activity really you know with um point leo coming along uh jackalope coming along some really cool breweries i don't know if you've been to st andrew's brewery um no i haven't been to st St. andrew's Andrew's brewery that sounds good yeah it used to be uh like a horse training sort of place and it's uh, it's all stables that they've converted into this really cool bar and you can actually book out the old stables and uh you can right so what part of the peninsula is that on uh st andrew's oh it's in st andrew's in fingal fingal st andrew's yeah okay around there yeah i always thought of st andrew's as being up you know up in the north st andrew's where they have st andrew's market and Anyway, that's poss- quite possible there could be two St Andrews yeah. in Victoria, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, it's great. And then there's another another brewery, Jetty Road, which is a little bit closer to the city in, um, I think it's in Dramana. It's sort of an industrial estate. Mm. Um, and they're both independent brewers? Dramana is. They are, yeah. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah. You're mean. Yeah. They used to have the drive-in, though. Is yep. it still there? Yeah. I don't know. It is still there. It is. I can verify that. Um, I had a a project, an arts project, where they did uh, something down there. You can certainly still see it on the freeway as you drive past. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's an internet project for the afternoon, isn't it? Working out if they've got screening still. I think they do. Because it would be pretty late at night before you could get anything on because the sun goes down so late. That's true, but, you know, Mornington, the the Moonlight Cinema is pretty popular and you have to wait for the sun to go down for that one. Mm. Yeah. But we're not talking about no, botanical about gardens. Joking. We're talking about Mornington. Mm. Uh, those breweries, okay, well, I didn't know about either of those. Yeah. So uh, they're worth a visit, you know. Um, I think on uh, we heard we were talking about a statistic at work a couple of weeks ago that overnight stays are up 26% in the last mm. 12 months, which is a... Um, which is, you know, a staggering statistic, really. So it sort of says to us that, you know, people are coming down and, you know, they're, they're 
coming down for the weekend rather than a day trip and mm. they're doing a couple of these things uh, over the weekend so it might be breweries one day and wineries the next door you know making their way back from Portsea slowly and stopping in for a night in Red Hill or, or something mm. like that and doing a couple of extra things so um, mm. it's probably no surprise that all these things are popping up. And mm. what else do you like to do when you're down in down in the hood down we, there? We, you know, we've got some great beaches down there too. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. We sort of forgot about the beaches, yeah. but there are some fantastic. <laughs> as I'm, I had said off air that one of my favourite things to do is the Bush Rangers Bay hike, which is beautiful. Mm. Do they get crowded, the beaches, or? I guess some of them do. I mean, Portsea Back Beach. I can't imagine. I think I was last there when I was 16. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, Portsea's a busy place. But um, Mount Martha, the beaches there are beautiful, you know. Sunset at um, Mount Martha South Beach is um, it's a great thing to do. Take some Montelto wine down there. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and of course... And the, a picnic. Yeah, the other thing is, right. of course, they don't have any alcohol bans on those beaches, do they? Um, I don't believe so. Um, I... I don't know. I haven't been looking for the signs, actually. I've been doing my, I've been doing my thing anyway. Studiously yeah. avoiding. Yeah. If you work for, for, yeah, farther away um, and just head for the cliffs, and yeah, you'd be fine down there. Yeah. 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 Well, Mount Martha is a beautiful beach. Yeah, it is. It's great. And, um, yeah, so Mount Martha for... Uh, Sunset and the other mm. side, you know, Flinders and uh, you know, Merrick's Beach is beautiful for you know, sunrise, morning swim before work or something. It's pretty peaceful down there. It's mm. a nice way to start the day. Beautiful. Mm. Okay, it some be- some beach tips yes. for yeah. sure. Um, and other local producers that you enjoy? Yeah, consuming. so there's um, plenty. Uh, there's um, Torello Farm is is a great spot to. Um, stop off and and get some you know sustainable well-made uh, ethical sort of produce and they do you know obviously fruit fruit and veg but um you know jams and preserves and all those nice kind of things um which is actually as you pull off the freeway and start heading for the wine trail uh they're just there on your right so it's a nice thing to do you know on your on your way so to which the turn off would that be so that's for the red hill turn off red hill turn off yeah so um when you're heading for the wineries you'll either take Belnaring or Red Hill, but it's yeah the Red Hill, Red Hill turnoff. Um, otherwise, uh, Johnny Ripe is is a great bakery. Right. Yeah. Best apple Not pies. Right. 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 Ripe. Johnny, Johnny Ripe. Ripe. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny Ripe. Um, and uh, best apple pies you'll find. Okay. Mm, you heard it here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I used to love Balnaring Beach. It's one of my favourites. Yeah. Uh, it's a lovely little spot down there. Um, koalas in the trees and the little fish and chip shop there is quite good. I didn't mind a spot of fish and chips from there, but I haven't been there for a little while. Apparently the fish and chips are still good there. Oh, th- that's good to know. Yes, yes. It's a little off the beaten track. You go down to the kind of caravan park bit and mm. it's... If you do decide to camp down there, of course, it's very competitive at this time of year, but it's quite a natural campground setting, um, mm. which I always liked. Yeah, and I think uh, it is popular around there as well as um, Point Leo. Uh, there's a, a campground down there, and uh, a lot of people, a lot of local people actually just go and, and camp at these places and move out of their houses and sort of um, rent out or Airbnb their homes to, you know... The rest of what the rest a great of Australia, trick. yeah, and they go on camp and they still work and you know commute up and up and um, back from the city. We had a a couple in the restaurant last night actually who were just camping down at Point Leo foreshore and renting yeah. out their place. Yeah, that's right in Frankston oh, South. What a great idea! Mm, yep. 
I have to get a house first. <laughs> There's a few steps <laughs> in between. A tent. Oh, a tent I can do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pop over Kmart. Yeah, no, tent's not a problem. I've got all the camping gear. I just don't have a house to put on the just Airbnb. Um, well, there's that. Yeah, that's mm. a bit of a, so the next step. a shortcoming. Mm. Uh, so, Luke, you were saying that you live part-time in Mount Martha and part-time in Melbourne. Yes. So I'm lucky enough to have um, a family down there that I can stay with in, uh, in Mount Martha. Mm. And um, I... Uh, have not yet fully committed to living down there. <laughs> Big so, step. Uh, yeah, it's you know um, a lot of um, a lot of my friends still exist in the, in the city and, and live up here. Mm. So it's nice. It's I mean it's the dream really to be able to do both um, mm. to um, to come and go as you please from from the city and also um, when you're sick of that to spend some time down at the beach. It's it's mm. great. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I mean, for, for most of us I, that are visiting uh, the peninsula, there is, you know, the drive and, mm. you know, certainly during school holidays, some of the trafficked parts. I mean, there are some parts of the Mornington Peninsula less visited. Um, mm. I mean, I particularly like the beach at Shoreham. It's really beautiful mm. with all those giant trees. I think it's Shoreham. Yeah, sure. it would be Shoreham. Yeah, yeah beautiful beaches. Yeah, Shoreham and, uh, you know, the Flinders Pier. You know, some mm. of my colleagues head off after work and jump off the pier. Mm. It's um, charmed life that some of them leave up, up there in um, Flinders. But it's, um, you know, that whole side is, is not nowhere near as busy as um, the other sort of Sorrento, Portsea, etc. Yeah. Mm. It's, um, it's undiscovered, I suppose, and in terms of... Um, well, that's the two-rack caravan park, isn't it? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It, is. it starts at Sorrento and finishes at... Portsea, yeah. I know. Whenever someone says to me, I'm off to Portsea for the weekend, I'm like, well, why bother going to Portsea? You could just walk down Chapel Street and have the same effect. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same people. And really, really, really busy. I mean, once again, I mean, I have been down there a little bit, but not since I was a small, young teenager. Mm. Mm. It was the kind of place you go as a teenager. Yeah. But uh, Listen to Tina Arena singing about the Sorrento moon. Oh, did I she? think she meant the Italian Sorrento, not, oh, not the morning. We could have played that song. Peninsula. We could have played that song. Oh, we could have. Oh, too bad. That's all right. <laughs> if we did, I'd die. But it is a beautiful, uh, beautiful part of the world. Mm. And when mm. you're standing on some, in some of those wineries, you know, uh, such as Montalto, I have no doubt, and the views are spectacular and you really feel like you've sort of gone to a little bit of heaven mm. when you're down in some of those places. I particularly like some of the central areas like... Um, Merricks and Red Hill, where it's just gorgeous. It is, yeah. It's um, Montalto sort of sits at the well, Tux and, and Montalto sit at the top of a a valley, and you know, looking out to that every day loses none of its charm. Really, it's mm. um, it's beautiful, and it, it, it changes for the twelve months of the year. Obviously, you know, mm. the vines come on, and then they, um, you know, they're eight feet tall, and they're looking amazing, and then you know, fr- the fruit comes on, and then by winter they're they're little bare stumps. yeah there's little stumps again and but it's still in a different way um completely beautiful love listening to joy podcasts why not volunteer for our program production team and help us reach a greater audience so more people can enjoy our fantastic lgbti content email me pete to find out more ppc at joy.org.au joy 94.9 your voice your radio station you're on the escape hour on joy with um fiona stefan mark and our guest luke gooley from montaldo the operation manager at montaldo Montalto Winery. Oh my God, um, Luke. Um, what kind of um, so your the restaurant Montalto 
had a few hats i've heard yes so 15 of those yeah 15 <laughs> yeah that's a great achievement so out of um and you grow quite a lot of the produce so what kind of food do you uh do you serve what's on at the moment what's um yeah so it's um the idea in the restaurant is um that it's you know, we do grow four acres or Mm. thereabouts of, of produce ourselves so the produce garden is um is a pretty serious part of what what we do and um we it's central to everything that we do in terms of food in the restaurant but also the piazza which is our more casual mm. option so everything is in season i expect obviously. definitely yeah um, so it's sort of um with with only four acres it's it's impossible to um to grow every mm. piece of yeah. I don't know, four know, acres sounds like a lot, but, but really... Yeah, we'd, we'd need a lot more than that if it was to sustain the, both restaurants all year round. Mm. But it's um, it still drives what we do, and it, and it gives us a bit of a direction as to, you know, what ends up on the plate. And um, so, you know, with that said, it, it, it does make things... It simplifies things in terms mm, of a direction. Also, yeah. um, and, you know, any, any produce that we get in aside from that is... Um, uh, is there to bolster what we've already got? So uh, the sort of the sort of food I think I mentioned earlier is it's 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 our produce cooked over mm. fire. Oh yeah, the yeah. fire, yeah, yeah, which is um, central feature. That's right. Mm. Um, and what's, your, what's the name of your chef? Uh, Jared, Jared Phelan. Uh huh. Yes. And, and the name of the chef at Tuck, Tuck Scott, Scott, Scott Burness. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, they're good boys. Mm. They work hard. They do. I bet yeah. they do. Do you ever get uh, invited to go? You know, um, pick do the um, picking up the grapes. Um, well, n- no, not really. We sort of but um, could you if we wanted to? <laughs> I could. Yeah, we um, often feel like a bit of a hindrance rather than a help in the winery. Sometimes <laughs> it's actually um, it's it's a huge operation to get all of the grapes off the mm. vines and processed in through the winery and sort of turned into wine. Um, so you know they um, have things down to a fine art over there. But you know we certainly do go through and and you know help where we can in vintage if if needed and if we're allowed that's right so for <laughs> listeners when they when wineries are going through vintage that's the process of all the picking isn't it mm. that's right yes so yeah we're sort of um in the middle of the the growing season i suppose right now mm. um mm. grapes will start coming off um probably what are we in about you know, maybe six weeks something like that and uh, is all of the wine produced on site because i know with some wineries uh you know they produce different aspects or the juice goes over here or you know they it's not always made on site but the wines are all made on site uh we yeah we make all of our wines ourselves yeah yeah so um we've we've got we've got vineyards all around the peninsula that um are owned or leased by us but and what is it about the morning peninsula and sculpture yeah, I don't know. I it's, don't know. A, I mean, a, yeah. you've got on the way down there, you've got McClellan yeah. Sculpture Park. You do. And then yeah. you've got the Point Leo Estate. And mm. I did not know that Montalto had a sculpture park as well. We started the whole thing. No. Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> your I'm fault. Not, I'm not completely sure of that. But um, it is. It's, um, it's, uh, it's a thing. It's a big part of what we do. We run a, a sculpture exhibition. Um, we've, got, we've got a permanent um, exhibition. Um, yep. And every year... Um, we we run another one. We exhibit um, an additional thirty works or so, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and we purchase one to become part of the the permanent exhibition, mm-hmm. um, or a couple. We purchase mm-hmm. a couple, um, and uh, so the um, sort of um, permanent sculpture exhibition is is always growing, mm-hmm. and it's a um, it's a nice value add for people that are coming 
to uh, spend the day with us for lunch. You know, they can spend half an hour and take a glass of wine with them and, and do the sculpture walk and, you know, take a catalogue with them and a, a brochure and, yeah, it, and read about uh, them. I would love to come down and see it. I've been to the Point Leo estate and mm, I was surprised mm. that they charged me. It costs. Yes. To do what? To go to the sculpture park at the Point Leo estate. You've got to get a ticket and you walk through a little ticket thing and I'm like, hmm. I'm not so sure about that, but anyway. We don't do that. That's <laughs> I mean, it's it. just not sort of really cricket, is it? When you have to, you know, you're in this beautiful location and you have to go through a little turnstile with your ticket. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, the sculptures look expensive, so maybe. Uh, this yeah, is yeah, true. Be a deterrent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Well, they have to be paid for. So, um, That's right. So with the sculptures that you have at Montalto, they're mostly uh, Australian sculptors or you have international as well? Mostly. Mostly, mostly Australian, yeah, mm-hmm. from from all over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the exhibition is um, is about to begin, and uh, so we'll have a, a fresh lot of uh, works available for people to come come along and see. So can you can vote on your favourite as well? We mm-hmm. do a, we do a people's choice, um, and uh, yeah, our guests can come along and, and have their say as to what they like. And how long does the exhibition goes for? Yeah. Uh, the full exhibition. Well, we still have work. We still yeah, have work from the last that you, year. You bought. So yeah, there's a permanent yeah. exhibition that's yeah. there year round, yeah. and uh, the additional um, goes for. I'm not sure. I mean, we still have works from last mm. exhibition. Oh, so yeah. so you know, when does that open? Uh, in February. Mm. In February. Okay. Or maybe we'll have a little bit of a, a look and see when that is on. And yeah. did you not also just have a jazz festival? We did on on Monday night. I can't believe that we missed that one. Yes, I know. That's a, Love a bit of jazz. Yeah, absolutely. How yeah. exciting. Yeah. So that's an annual thing? It is, every year. Uh, okay. That was part of organised as part of the Peninsula uh, Summer Music Festival. Um, and... Yeah, it's it's a great event. It's um, a twilight event, mm-hmm. so uh, we have eighty five in the restaurant for a three course uh, dinner uh, and a show, and um, we also have the piazza, which is our more casual diner. Mm-hmm. Um, people can come in for a, a shared uh, dinner in there. We do fifty people in there, and then there's three hundred tickets on the lawn as well, and uh, you know you can order food from the piazza to have on the lawn. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. Luke, you were talking to us before about the kitchen and trying to have as much local produce. Four acres sounds like a lot to me. Mm. Who lives in an apartment? I don't know. <laughs> how much. Uh, does your kitchen also look at foraging in the area does it, uh, or is it more of a um, think local produce? Oh, produce. Uh, a, a little bit. Yep. At the moment, we've got a, a, a dish with sea lettuce on, which is, you know, an item sea lettuce? Forage. Is it's, it anything as descriptive as sea cucumber, which is not a cucumber? It's sea, sea lettuce. <laughs> it's it's kind of like a, a delicious... Um, Kelpie goodness. Yeah, seaweed, I suppose. <laughs> yes, I don't mind um, a little bit of kelp mm, on my food. Yeah. It's really tasty. Japanese. It's salty. It's really good for you. Yeah. But uh, aside from that, um, mushrooms is is huge for foraging mm. down there. Right. Um, so you must be shrooming. Yeah, it's mm. um, it's pretty serious too. There's you know against the other restaurants, there's hot spots and oh really? Yeah, the oh, cutthroat yeah. world of very serious. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, everyone mm. stops being a fun guy when mm. oh. you know there is a certainly. I know of one uh, gentleman who does mushroom uh, picking tours in the Mornington Peninsula over the holidays. Uh, uh, the holidays, sorry, the um, from over May the mm. over the mm. season, um, and so mm. maybe we will get them on to yeah, talk about that mushrooms. Like a great mm. idea. Find out what kind you can get: slippery jacks, grey ghosts, all those sorts of. Yeah, 
it's, um, Wendy, uh, one of our owners, she won't even tell me where her secret spot is. <gasps> really? Very, very, very <laughs> I reckon she's got as a As long yeah. as the chefs know, that's the most no, important thing. No, but she doesn't even tell them. Oh, so she picks so she herself? She picks for um, them. Yep. Ooh. Yeah, it's that is serious secret. business. And of course, yeah. when you're picking mushrooms in the wild, you have to leave a little bit of the mushroom behind so that it will actually keep Re- growing. Regenerate, yeah. Don't rip it all out. Mm. Oh, is that it? Yeah, mm. that's right. I mean, even though that the mushrooms are all, it's like this huge underground organism. Yeah. You don't want to sort of rip it out too carelessly because you want it to... to kill it. ...to grow back again for the next mm. year. Or, I mean, I'm sure that there are many that grow multiple times in a season. I was not aware of this fascinating underworld mushrooms? of mushroomism. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, there's a woman to... from Dalesford called Alison Pouliot, who is half Swiss and half Australian, and she does some incredible mushroom tours, and she wrote a book on mushrooming. Probably has mm. a TED Talk and everything. Well, there probably is. I'll have to see if Alison's available as well. Um, that would be a good more. show. Yeah, that's would be great. Well, to hear go mushroom mad. I didn't realise it was so competitive. I, was, yeah, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. the, the chefs are down it's there before the sun's yeah. up. You know, there's a little bit of light trespassing that might go <laughs> on. <laughs> and, oh, my God. This is like a cutthroat world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Mushroom house. Yeah. CIS by stealth. Yeah. <laughs> if you see chefs out there and they're chef whites and yeah. Yeah, they're clogs um, at 5 a.m. or something, you know what they're doing. And a big it's Hessian a bit sack. of a giveaway. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> on the side prob- of the road. They should probably try dressing <laughs> differently. Yeah. That's right. Camo. Well, you know, you do often get some of the most excellent mushrooms in areas that have been disturbed previously disturbed land like road tides and things like mm. that and of course there's so many pine trees and pine forests mm. down on the peninsula yeah, and mushrooms true. love piney mm. they hang out with piney things mm. yeah so they, they make a beat there's a few uh, pine plantations and, oh. yeah so they, they head straight for those there's so much mm. to look forward to down yeah. there. You know, <laughs> yes, there might is. not yeah. be the beach, not but you'll be down there for the mushrooms. A bit of mushroom foraging, yeah. So what's your number one hint for this summer for the Mornington Peninsula, just to close out our show today, Luke? Number one hint, uh, well, for the summer, get there early. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and book. Oh, and book, yeah, yeah. Every, for everywhere. Yeah. Um, and stay know. overnight. And stay overnight, you know. Seriously, get there early. I mean, the freeways just, you know, from before 10 a.m., they're just... You know, you can get straight down there, but after that point, it's uh, it's bumper to bumper. It's crazy, yeah. and also coming home to mm. the freeways are, are nuts. But yeah, get there early. Book that's a bit boring, but that's what I'd say. No, um, that's good advice. Aside from that, I've heard that the Portsea Pub has undergone a huge renovation and is uh, fantastic and worth okay. a look. I haven't actually been, but uh, maybe go off season. Is it the Peter yeah, Pub this go. weekend? Yes, it is. Oh wow, oh, yeah. you're on it. Oh, unlike Donkey like, Kong, man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fits in with the checkpoints. Fixes with the checkpoint, Nintendo 19. So we've oh had a great hour on Joy 94.9. Thank you very much, Luke, for coming all the way thank, for the morning to Financial. You're thank very you. welcome. We'll have thank you again you. another time. Yes, please. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.